Hey, it's Sarah, and I have some exciting news for you before we jump into the podcast this week. Starting this coming Monday, that's May 13th, I'm going to be running a two-week pocket planner sprint inside of my course, Published with Purpose. This is where you learn how to create, format, and design a high-value, action-oriented journal or planner and sell it around the world on Amazon. We run a live round every single year in the fall, and then in the spring, I often run our pocket planner round. This is where you get templates to create an amazing pocket or journal planner of your choice in a four by six inch size. And you get templates and all of the swipe files that you need to create something incredible in a short amount of time. During this round, I'm doing something a little bit different and I'm offering asynchronous support. So that means that you'll get one-on-one email support from me during the two weeks to ask questions about your design, your idea, marketing strategies, and so much more. I would love to support you inside of Publish With Purpose and you can find full enrollment details over at publishaplanner.com forward slash enroll. Just make sure that you check it out and join before doors close on Monday, May 13th. Okay, we're testing. Is this working? Hello. (laughs) Hello. This is totally unscripted. This is like in one of those documentaries where it's like a handy cam and they're just like walking through their house being like, okay, when are we going to film it? That's like what this is. It's like, okay, when are we going to start the podcast? I don't know. Maybe you should talk a little bit about how long you've been running the podcast. Bagel farts. <laughs> that's what that's what this podcast will be about. Actually, I was watching a TikTok the other day. I sound like I'm like 80 years old. I was watching the TikTok. I was watching a TikTok the other day and it was like one of those videos from Antiques Roadshow or whatever where they appraise different things. And this guy, he had to be like, I don't know, maybe 75 or something. He had these like giant thick glasses and he looked like super adorable. And he had this giant blanket. And the guy was like, well, how, like, what is this? How long have you had it? And he's like, I don't know. I just think it's a Navajo. And he's like, I've had it for like over 40 years. And he finds out the appraiser's like, like wringing his hands with excitement. Like he almost looks like Smithers. And he's like, Ted, I gotta tell you, this this blanket in the condition it's in, it's it's worth anywhere from three hundred to five hundred thousand dollars, from three hundred to half a million dollars. And Ted's face is just like, what? And then like I looked in the comments, first comment, first comment in TikTok <laughs> was Ted's been farting on that blanket for forty years. <laughs> You know what this reminds me of? This is this was inspired by Bo Burnham's Netflix special. That's what it is because it's it's somehow not related to each other, yet it's all related. It just kind of starts and then it just kind of is and you're just still listening, but then when you go back, you're like this this somehow feels cohesive. I still don't think we know how to be authentic on the internet or like ourselves. There's this aspect of humanness that we we like don't know how to convey online because if you think about it, shit is still so new. This is so new. Like we think that because the internet has been around since like the late 80s, early 90s, whatever, you know, you want to preface it with, we think that like it's been around forever, but it hasn't. It's still so new. It's so new. Are you ever worried about what people are going to think of you online? Like if you're weird because you do... You do some weird things. You've said some weird things. Like, you do weird impressions. Do you, are you worried about that at all? 
Hey everybody, it's Ted from the Navajo story about the blanket. <laughs> I don't think people realize how goofy of a person I am. Like, I feel like people are going to listen to this and be like, oh, was she like high or drunk recording this? And the answer is no. This is this is how I am on a regular basis around my family and my friends around my husband. Like, my husband will get home from work and I think... I don't know. Most people would probably like give their husband a kiss and be like, how you doing? Um, I will like come up to the door like a gremlin <laughs> making weird noises and I'll say stuff like, I'm going to get you. And he's like, no, <laughs> like, that's, that's what he comes home to every day. When I was actually in kindergarten, I think was when it first started to like come out. Um, I always wanted to be really goofy, but I felt like, I don't know, I couldn't. So I remember my mom tells me this story because I don't remember it exactly. But there was a time when I came home from school and my mom, uh, the teachers told my mom that I was like really quiet in the classroom, but they had like a, a puppet theater, you know, with like little hand puppets and you could like sit behind it. And then obviously nobody could see you except for the puppet. And they'd say, like, as soon as Sarah gets behind that, like, puppet stand, she does these, like, funny and hilarious voices and everyone in the class laughs and she has such a fun time. I wish, like, she could do that, like, more, like, I wish she could be more of herself um, just on a day-to-day basis. And I, I think I still feel that way. I think, I think maybe that's why I love podcasting because, there's, I still feel like I'm kind of behind something. Like I still feel like I'm not completely out there, completely vulnerable. I don't know. There's something about it that that's really lovely. Is there something you want people to get out of this episode that are listening? Like, is there any kind of message you want to share or like a feeling that you want to convey? I think I just want more people to know that we just need more humanness on the internet. I think we think we have it, but I don't think we're there yet. Um, I don't think we're there yet. I know this because as soon as I like put a camera in front of my face or start talking on Instagram stories or even go live, it's like I'm a nuanced version of myself. I'm still me. I'm still real. I'm still authentic, but I'm trying to be authentic. Does that make sense? So it's like I'm almost not. Like even thinking about how I'm talking now versus how I talk on my podcast, right? Like I, I'm i trying to convey something. So because of that, I'm trying – I'm just a different version of myself. It's not It's not this like raw version of, my, of myself. I, I think that's – we miss that online. And I think it's because like there's all these ways that we mask, right? There's like professionalism and – all these things, and they make sense. I'm not saying we do away with those, but I just think that there's there's some kind of veil that if we could take it down online and really see more of ourselves, I think that's what TikTok's doing right now. Honestly, a lot of these talking head videos, people are just having conversations about how they feel or literally breaking down into tears talking about their experiences, and people are actually relating to other people, and I think that's fucking amazing. If you're jamming with this jelly, come on down. If you've got a bowl of Fruit Loops and you want to put some milk in it, <laughs> there's definitely a huge part of me. And as soon as I started like saying this, I can feel myself getting kind of emotional. 
But I think there's definitely still a big part of me that feels like a, a lack of belonging somewhere. And that's a, like a narrative as if there is some place to belong. I don't, maybe we all feel that to some extent. Um, you know, like there's, there's a lot of different elements to my life that I feel are like so abundantly incredibly amazing, but there's always kind of this undercurrent of, I still don't always know who or where the rest of my people are. When I was, oh gosh, maybe two or three, I was at like a local beach with my parents. My mom was sitting on the beach and I followed my dad out. My dad um, was walking into the water and I don't think he knew I was behind him or I don't think he knew that I was going to follow him the way I did because what happened was we were walking out into the beach and then he walked out a little bit farther and there was like a quick drop off and I kept walking and I just remember all of a sudden falling and breathing in like all this salt water. Like I can still taste it. Uh, just like all the salt water. And I remember my eyes like opened really bright and I just remember seeing like underneath the water and it was like just such for such a brief second and then all of a sudden I felt like my dad like grab my arm and like pull me out of the water and immediately I was like, uh, you know, choking and coughing and crying and um, my dad was making sure I was okay and what was so interesting about that experience was that I remember my dad was also like yelling um because you know parents get scared and then sometimes they yell and like he was like trying to point out to me uh later I realized he was trying to point out to me that I could have stood up so like what happened was I felt like the the land moved lower and I fell because it dipped down but then I still could have stood up like I didn't have to drown um but it was, I was just so shocked that I fell. And in retrospect, thinking about that moment, I just think it's really interesting. Just the parallel, the mindset of that, right? Like, obviously I was two, three, like I, that wouldn't have, I wouldn't have thought of standing up. <laughs> um, but I just think about in my life now, how there still have been so many moments, I think we all experience this, where we slip and we fall and we think we might be drowning and we just are, feel paralyzed in that experience when we forget that we have feet beneath us and legs beneath us to stand up and we don't have to drown. And I always just think about that moment and how how glad I was that my dad was there, obviously, but how I didn't even know that that was something that was available to me. I didn't even know that I had the power to help myself. Daisy! I haven't got on the time, Mrs. Petmore. You're obsessed with that show. I seriously think that the hardest, one of the hardest things, this is from my perspective, okay, like not talking about <laughs> literally everything else that's hard in life, but one of the hardest things I think mindset wise, like if we were in, if we were in like a little orb of protection and we could just think about, we could just have the privilege to just think about this. I think one of the hardest things is giving yourself permission to know what you really want and then just going after it. When I think about like the life I really want eventually um, and uh, we've got a, 
a handful of years left until my husband's retired from the military and then we'll have a little bit more choice like where we live and what we do and stuff and one of my biggest goals is to live like out on the land somewhere like have a piece of land and maybe build like our own a-frame and adopt a bunch of elderly dogs and somehow find a way to fund all of that and maybe raise chickens and maybe have enough land for cows like that those are the kinds of things I think about and like I think about the things I love doing are just little local things like I we move so much that I just can't wait until we can really root down somewhere and I can find that community I think that's like one thing I just don't know what that feels like because I've moved so much and I don't I don't want to say I don't know what that feels like I do know what that feels like um, but not in the ways maybe that I think about it in my head you know coming back to like that feeling of belonging oh, god it's so fucking dark it's <laughs> not the plan of this but anyway I I think about how fun that would be to be able to like root down and do that. And then I also think about all the things I love doing. And sometimes I feel like they're so boring. Like I hear all these people talking about how they like want to travel and see the world and like do all these ambitious things. And I do too. But I also just want to like knit out in the countryside and go to more libraries. And I've seriously considered joining like the Lighthouse Society um, and being a part of that and I like literally last year during quarantine I looked it up I was like how can I be a member of this lighthouse society and like your dues go to like preserving lighthouse stuff and I looked it up and it's like literally just like old white men and I was like okay can I mean I'm okay if I get to meet Ted <laughs> if I ever got to meet Ted I think that's the first question I would ask him is did you fart on your Navajo blankets I think what's so funny about this is I've literally been laughing about this TikTok comment for like three days like I'll just say it out loud like my husband was in the bathroom and I just walked past the door outside and I was like farted on his blanket and just started laughing and then I heard him start laughing <laughs> no but lighthouses like I really, really I really love lighthouses I want to learn more about them and I also have been getting into like bird watching um and listening to birds and like identifying them and sometimes I I make jokes all the time that like I'm a grumpy old man in a 30 something woman's body but sometimes I really seriously wonder because all these like <laughs> who instilled all these interests in me I'm like oh, I just really love to spend some time bird watching like bird watching and a lighthouse <laughs> oh my golly gee People are super uncomfortable with grief um, and weirdness and tears. And I happen to experience those and show those outwardly quite a bit in my personal life. And so I think it's really interesting that, like after I lost my dad, for example, how, and I, I think anyone who's experienced loss and is around people that haven't knows this feeling of you become this like walking 
mirror for people where they're like completely scared of what you're going through because they never want to have to go through it themselves. Uh, And I don't even think that self-awareness is necessarily there, but it's like people don't know how to hold space for grief. And so I think after I lost my dad, I, I didn't hold space for my grief. I just completely went into working out all the time, trying to be funny, trying to make all my friends laugh. And that didn't last very long. Like that wasn't sustainable. And then like that led to me getting into a really dark, deep depression, um, later in life at like six years after the loss of my dad at 29, I was like in the deepest depression of my life. I couldn't get out of bed for like six months, basically. The only reason I did was because of Bella, my bulldog. Um, and I've talked about this on the podcast too. And, um, but I just think it's really interesting that I think maybe even that comes, well, this is interesting. I think that mirrors the internet and how we show up online because it's like, if we, if we can't experience people in our own lives holding space for all of us and the complexity of all of us, or if we only feel like we can show up as ourselves in certain ways at certain times, then that that creates a whole other level of complexity online because then it's almost like a subset of that to another degree. If I already feel like I have to be a certain way in my real life, then that's only going to be magnified times, you know, 10 when I'm showing up or having conversations with people on the internet. I just don't really care anymore about trying to, I don't have the desire anymore to try to even make the effort for people to even assume that I'm cool (laughs) or even assume that I'm any one thing. I had this thought the other day, like, I think there's a lot of my identity that's still wrapped up in my business because it's something that I've really clung to since, you know, um, getting married and then having to like move all the time because of the military. I think there's a lot of, a lot of it that I've grabbed onto and like found all these online communities and, and stuff like that because it's, it's very, this is such a big tangent. It's, it's really unmooring, but like lovely at the same time when you don't have roots in the ways that, that a lot of society does because you really start to find out who you are while you also start to really get confused about who you are. It's like, who am I in, I'm reading this book right now, um, actually called How to Do Nothing by Jen, I cannot remember her last name. And she talks about her dad in the beginning of the book and how once he left corporate America and started working for himself, he thought of himself differently, like not in relation to the world, but just, he just saw himself more, not in, not compared to this or compared to that, but he just understood himself. And I think I kind of know what he meant because I feel like this loose particle that has oh gosh here here comes my lack of science knowledge like lack of ions or part of something (laughs) 
Um, the nucleus is the powerhouse of the cell. No, that's not it. Fuck. Do you want us to edit that out, even though it's mitochondria? This was an episode that was about absolutely nothing. But maybe you feel a little less weird because now you have me to compare yourself to. And as we all know, I'm really fucking weird. Maybe just end it with like a rapid fire three tips that people can take or something. Like three. You usually give people practical tips, you know, about productivity. Maybe just wrap it up and do something like that. Welcome to three tips. <laughs> uh, not Q-tips. Tips for life. The three tips that you can take to start the end, to finish up the end of this, the beginning of the end of this. Um... Okay, three tips. Uh, tip number one. Laugh more. Let yourself laugh more. That's the tip. Let yourself laugh more. If you have an opportunity to laugh, and obviously not at somebody else's expense, I mean, sometimes there's things that are funny that you shouldn't laugh at, and that makes them more funny. Shit. But anyway, if you have an opportunity to laugh, do it. Don't hold back. If you think something's funny, laugh. There was a time, I don't know if I've told this story, there was a time in college, it was like one of the first classes, like literally one of the first classes I was taking, like day one, and I was in this giant classroom, this giant lecture hall, there was like 300 people, and I was up in the back, like way up high, and the professor was making dad jokes and I thought they were really funny and at one point he told this joke I wish I remember what the joke was and there was like a a brief pause after he said it and I literally was like (laughs) like super loud (laughs) and nobody else laughed but he turned around and started laughing and he and he pointed at me was like I was I'm glad you thought that was funny and like I didn't regret it because I thought it was funny and I laughed if there's a joke and you think it's funny laugh Laughing always is great. I think we don't let ourselves do it enough. Number two, follow advice that you want to follow until it doesn't make sense for you to follow it anymore. I think we get caught up, uh, especially if you're a business owner, in taking someone else's advice or strategy or whatever, and like maybe it works for you and it feels good, but then at some point it doesn't because there's those like in-between gaps where you need to pivot or shift or do something differently or like listen to yourself about what feels good for you. Um, It's important that you listen to yourself. It's important that you take advice that makes sense for you and implement it. And then once it no longer serves you, stop doing so. Um, Tip number three, don't tell anyone. (laughs) Don't tell anyone about this podcast episode. It's so weird and it makes no sense. And I'm just going to leave it here in the middle of my podcast because either people, oh gosh, either people are, this is going to be like the first episode they hear and it's going to make no sense, which is kind of delightful. Um, Or people that have been listening to this podcast since the beginning of 2018 are going to hear this and be like, what in the what? And I'm just going to leave it here. Um, so no, you can tell whoever you want about it, but I thought it would just be fun to do something creative and show more of myself. And I guess if this podcast episode has a theme, it's not farts, it's not Navajo blanket farts. It's that we all have to find ways to bring ourselves joy and show up authentically as ourselves And I think it's going to take a while for us to figure out what that looks like, but it's all just a big experiment and 
I think it's worth playing in that experiment. So yeah, thanks for listening.